But we're going to start at verse 31, and we're going to end at verse 34. And the scripture speaks. It says, meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, him is Jesus, saying, Rabbi, which is the same as teacher, eat. Isn't it funny how often those who are the students are always trying to teach the teacher? It says, but he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? Verse 34, our last verse says it, and Jesus said to them, my food, somebody say my food. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. If you're going to write a title down, and I hope that you would, the title of today's conversation is Stay Hungry. Somebody say, Stay Hungry. Stay Hungry. Let's pray. Father, we thank you right now for what you're doing in this place. As we become hearers of your word, I pray that we would not just stay at the place of being hearers of your word, but God, that you will allow for us to be doers today. For we love you, we honor, and we thank you in Jesus' name. We all say amen. Amen. Listen, one thing I truly, truly understand, and I, I believe that I've had the opportunity to notice through life, is that I'm realizing that if you want something to come out of your life, if, if you want to change yourself, if you want to acquire something, can I be honest with you? It is not the easiest thing as people make it seem. Anybody ever went to something and just tried to figure out how can I make more money and they say it's easy. Can I tell you making things happen fast is not easy. Can I even tell you this that the moment that you're in in your Christian walk anyone want to be honest with me can I tell you it's not easy. Whether you've been in it for 20 years, 30 years, 5 years, 6 minutes, 1 minute. Your walk with God isn't as easy as it just appears. And one of the things I want to let you know is it's always easy hearing it from the person who seems to have been in it for so long that the place that they get to is they explain it with ease, but they forget to tell us that there are some problems that come along with it. Some of you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and, 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 and the word is true. He is going to change your life. He takes you from the new person, uh, the old person, to the new person. And, and you're saying, I'm waiting for that change. And, and, and you made the step. You were baptized in the name of Jesus. But anybody ever looked at yourself before salvation and before baptism, and you're looking at yourself after, and you're still facing some of the same issues? It felt like as soon as I did these things, things should have changed in my life. It should have moved on. I shouldn't have still had the same problems and the same urges and, and the same desires. I, I shouldn't be susceptible to the same things. But truth of the matter is, it's just because I've received Jesus in my life doesn't mean my desires for worldly things have changed. 
The Bible lets us know that sin is a pleasure. For it tells you to be weary enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. You don't want to act like it, but you know when you sin, it feels good. And Pastor, no, 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 it hurts. It hurts the heart of God. But it feels good when you did it. Because the comfort of what sin brings, even though it's temporary, it satisfies a fleshly need. And world is so hard. This world that we're living in is so hard that we've even found that Disney had to make up a song that says, just let it go. Let it go. Life has gotten so hard that it's got to teach the children. Let it go. Anybody know it can be hard to let it go? Yeah, if I could get an honest crowd, listen, 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 online. If I could be honest with you, it's hard to let things, let go of the things that I've been doing for so long. And just because I've come to Christ, doesn't mean that I cease to desire the things that I used to do. I wish that when I got dipped in the pool that all my desires were erased. But the problem is, is that I've been saved, I know God, I've grown up in church, and there have been some things that I put in my appetite space that I still find myself wanting to nibble on. If I could be honest. I, I, I think about the moment during COVID, everybody knows that during COVID, everything shut down. And one of the things that shut down was Planet Fitness. All of you, y'all know about that gym membership that you have on your key tag, but you don't actually swipe. You know about that $19.99 that's coming out your account, but you ain't never been to a gym since the gym has seen you and you signed up for it actually online, not even in person. How lazy are we to sign up for a gym membership online not to go to the gym? Because the desire is, is I want to get fit. COVID, guess what? Everything shut down. And guess what? I shut down with it. I was happy too. <laughs> gym shut down, I'm shut down. Good, great. Planet Fitness opened back up. I didn't open up with it. <laughs> didn't do it. And I said to myself, I'm going to uh, 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 do that home gym. Everybody know about the home gym? All you got to do is take five minutes at home. All you got to do is do a couple of exercises. You don't need a gym. You'll be fit as ever. I was afraid if I got down there, I might not get back up. And everything's coming out. The Peloton. Some of you have it. Peloton shoes, subscription. But Peloton don't have you. You got Peloton, but Peloton don't have you. Anybody know about that? Can I, can I tell you that the idea of better sounds good, but it's some hard work. The idea of moving forward, the idea of letting go of your past, the idea of finding freedom, it all sounds really good, but the work that goes with it is not part of what I want to do. I'll never forget going into the gym and I felt good, but anybody knows when, when you haven't gone into the gym in a while or something has, has kept you from getting into the gym, y'all know about this online, y'all understand, you walk in and anybody ever felt that everybody else knew what they were doing besides you? 
You're on the bench press machine with your feet. You just have no clue of what you've got going on in life. You don't know what you are doing. And so many times we feel like that when we come in church. How many of us feel like it looks like everybody else around me has it all together? Everybody else at BWI and everyone else at Baltimore has it together. And when I walk in, I'm trying to figure out, am I going to go all the way with this because I don't look like I fit the profile? When you find me, you find me walking in with the wrong shoes on. I'm walking in the gym with Yeezys on. It should be some Under Armour or some Nike. I'm all wrong. I've got Mitch Mac attire on, a shirt I just cooked in, a little spaghetti stain right there. Don't look at it. I feel embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? And I'm walking in. I've got shorts on, but it's the wrong kind of shorts. I'm looking at the person with the hoodie. They're sweating. They're getting it in. And I'm like, maybe I should have a hoodie on. I put a hoodie on. But I almost pass out because I can't take the heat. Anybody just ever been there? You just have no clue what you're doing. And the intimidation is that everyone else around you has it together. But if the people around you could truly be honest, they would tell you they don't have any idea what they're doing just like you. And they're trying to understand as we go. We all are in this word called process. Somebody say process. I want to let you know online you're on process. I want to let you know at every campus you're in a process. You're in the moment of process. And you have to take time to get to where you're going. There is no easy fix in who you become. And I want you to get that so you don't quit. Before the season and the harvest. The Bible says, if you just choose not to faint, if you would just not be weary in doing well, if you understood there's a season that's on the side, if you just would faint not, the Bible says you will reap a harvest that God has for you. In Matthew 5 and 6, it says this. It says, Blessed, it says, joyfully nourished by God's goodness are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those who actively seek right standing with God, for they will be completely, somebody say, satisfied. Underline the word in your Bible. Underline the word wherever you can. Write it down. There is something in you that has a dissatisfaction. There's something. I might have made that word up. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not sure that's in the dictionary, so don't write that down at the moment. But I want to let you know that you can be dissatisfied all because you have not pursued the righteousness of God. And some of us don't understand is that you have to change your appetite of what you used to desire to what God has called for you to have. I'm here today to let you know that what is righteousness? Why do I need it? It says you must live in righteousness so that you can receive immortality. That means righteous living gets me to the destination of heaven. I never heard that before. Proverbs 12 and 28 says, in the path of righteousness is life. It is the path to immortality. 
My question today to you is what are you hungry for? If, if, if y'all could just bring out real quick the little demonstration that, that I have. Here's, here's what I want you to get. There's, there's something about the appetite that you have in your life in this moment that is impacting the process of what, stay focused, stay focused people, right? See, that's what happens. That's exactly what happens. We get on, wait, whoa, oh my gosh, what is that? First of all, there's 12, I think. I'm not passing them out. It's too many people. So stop getting it. Front row, no, you do not get front access to this moment. BWI, Baltimore, I don't know if they have donuts for you, so I'm sorry. But what I want to let you know is, is that just like God has a plan for your life, and he has food for you to accomplish the will that he has for your life so that you can finish not your work, but his work. The enemy in the middle of God's process is always showing up with something else to hunger and thirst for. <laughs> when I was talking and they brought it out, none of you cared about me anymore. Everyone's eyes went to what was being presented. The problem is, is that it looks so good that you forget about John 10 and 10, which says the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. And what you believe is that no way would the enemy present something to me that looks good like that to steal and kill and destroy. But the problem is, is when you don't understand that he's giving you an appetite for your old self to come back into fruition while God is trying to make you anew, he's getting you stuck on what you used to be not who God has called for you to be. And this morning, I promise you, before you got here, he tried to get you distracted. I you was like, man, oh man, got to go to church today, but my God. Oh, they got sprinkles too? Oh, my Jesus. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. And sometimes, the Lord just spoke this to my heart. Sometimes the enemy puts what you really desire at the bottom. So that you'll go through all of your mess and become addicted to that in which he was showing you. And what he's trying to do is make sure that he reminds you this was your diet before you met Christ. It's what you used to eat. It was all a part of what you used to do. It was all about that you developed. So here's the thing. You've got eight 
15, 20, 30, however long before you came to know Christ, you've got that many years of that appetite, and it's not just going to magically go away because you, des- you decided to give Christ your heart. There is a work that has to go in progress to you changing. That's why it says blessed. Why? You're blessed because you took an opportunity to move away from where you used to be to being in the process of where God has called for you to be. And it says, so you're blessed just even with the hunger to move away from what you used to desire to what God has called for you to desire. I'm speaking to someone today because God has put a hunger in your heart for the things of him, but you feel condemned because you're still after this. I want to let you know God is speaking to you today. You can look at it, but I'm going to help you never to touch it again. It may show up in your DM, but I'll never go after it again. It may show up in your life, but I'll never go after it again. I'm here today to let you know God wants to free you from your old appetite and give you a desire for the righteousness of him. Can we just praise him right now? God, I thank you for a new hunger. I thank you for a new thirst. Here's what we've missed. We've missed the opportunity to allow God to do process And so we've rushed into the acts of God without understanding God had to change what was inside of us before we could see the full manifestation of what would come out of us. Working out is about the 80-20. Anybody know about the 80-20? It's 80% nutrition, 20% exercise. So some of us are trying to run in on Sundays because you need something because your nutrition was off Monday through Saturday and you need a word from God on Sunday. If you would begin to change what you're taking in, it would give you the endurance to make it through the week. So Sunday is not the only source of God you're getting. Can I just get a praise at every campus, every place right now? I speak this in your life because the enemy is going to challenge you. I'm telling you, y'all, I went away, right? And I flew back in a week ago. It was on Friday. My wife left uh, to be a part of a Mother's Day event. And when I flew back in, she had a tray for me. On the tray, it says, I love you, babe. Welcome home. I said, babe. You know what? You did something else, girl. We're going to keep you another year. Amen. So I, I, I went on to say, I hope this is it's not on, is it? It's not Aaron. Okay, but anyway, listen. So, so on the tray were all of my favorites. I want you to get this. There were some combos. There were some pork rinds. There was a Hawaiian punch, a nice size. You don't want to look at the back of the label because you know there's like 6,000 grams of sugar. So you keep it forward so you can see. God point right there. Some of you know how much mess the stuff you're in contains. You just choose not to look at it. Keep moving on. And then one of my all-time favorites, she had a chocolate junior. Now, I don't know, it's like a tasty cake, with a, like a two-pound tasty cake stack. And here's the problem. She had two. Stack right there for me. And said, I love you. I said, you don't love me. <laughs> if you love me, you wouldn't even do this to me. 
I, I had a great week of eating little bit of fried, no sugars. Anybody been proud of your week with God? You were so proud. And here's the thing you don't understand is that when you don't know what your food is, there are even people in your life that will offer you old things that you walked away from that they didn't mean to, but the enemy was setting it up so that you could regress back to where you used to be. If you don't know what God is saying about who you are, you'll take whatever you get. I ate both chocolate genius that night. I didn't want to disappoint my wife. (laughs) Here's the thing. What does the enemy keep offering you that you thought you didn't have an appetite for anymore? And whatever he's offering you, he's subtle. He's real subtle. He doesn't even need you to eat the whole thing. He just needs you to nibble at the world. One scroll at a time. One text late night. One opportunity to see yourself go back to where you used to be. Here's the problem. When you nibble on too many things that are outside of what you should be, it spoils your appetite. And some of us, by the time we get to God, our appetites have been spoiled because what we've been hungering and thirsting after. It's not that you don't love God. It just is that you keep ruining your appetite. And no one told you, or you don't even get the understanding is that there's a part you have to play in beginning to release your old ways so that you can pick up new ways. My question again is, what do you hunger for? Because whatever you're hungering for, you're thinking about it while I'm preaching. Some of y'all was like, stop thinking, stop thinking, (laughs) stop thinking right now. Because see, here's what your appetite does. Your appetite doesn't have a timing controller. It calls to you whenever it wants. I want to give you three ways to change what you hunger and thirst for. Let's go. Point number one. Make knowing God your number one goal. Make knowing God your number one goal. You're saying, how do I do that? The reason YouTube is so popular is because we are always looking for the how-to. How do I do that? What's the DIY? What can I go here? What's the way I can do it here? And the here is the fact of the matter is it begins with setting your mind that I want to know God for myself. Some of the biggest problems that we're facing is that we're trying to come into Union Church and get to know the pastors. 
let me tell you something. I love every pastor here, but the first priority of who you need to know walking into the house of God is God himself. And I want to let you know, when you get to know him, you'll be noticed by any and everybody. Why? Because the presence of the living God is on your life. Your need to know somebody else comes from your need not knowing who you are. I need them to notice me. I need them to see me. I need them to know what I'm about. If you knew who you are, you'd be like, oh, they will notice me. Oh, they will see me. Oh, they will know my name. Why? Because God has called me to such a time as this. But I don't know it if I don't know my purpose. And I don't know my purpose if I don't know who God is. Because unless I know the creator, I don't understand me, the creation. And I'm speaking to you today because I want you to get your priorities straight so that you stop feeling condemned as a Christian because you're not changing your appetite and you keep hungering and thirsting after the things that you used to be and you're saying, I give up. I don't want to even do this no more because I don't have what it takes. That's how I feel in the gym sometimes when somebody's going like this and I'm like, one. Some of you got it up one time and quit because you were comparing yourself to someone else. When you don't even remember two months ago, you couldn't even get it up. The enemy will minimize the progress of your life and will tell you just because you hunger and thirst for some of the old things that change hasn't taken place in your life, but I'm here today to let you know the Bible lets us understand is that when you know God, when you're in the face of God, you start to know who you are and you know what your food is. Do you know what your food is today? Do you understand the purpose? Do you understand what God is trying to feed you? You are an heir. The Bible says a joint heir with Christ. You are the head and not the tail. Some of you are waking up every morning feeling gloomy and feeling broken and feeling sad because you don't know what God is saying about who you are. If you can know who God is, you can know what he says about your life. Because I promise you this, whatever goal that you're trying to achieve naturally will never fully satisfy until the spiritual man is fulfilled. I don't care how many degrees you got. You can have MDDDD, PhD, FR, ABC behind your name with doctor, professor, and you will still be an empty doctor, professor who does not know who they are. I'll never forget, I'm going to share this real quick. I'll never forget, I was in a club. Yes, I was in a club. I haven't been a pastor for a long time, so excuse me. Um, and so I was in a club. I'm a musician, I'm playing drums. I'm in the middle of a solo. Solo is all about me. I'm about to get it in, man. I'm about to get it in. I'm about to show these people what I got. I'm about to kill this. God says, is that all that you're going to do with your life? I said, first of all, I'm in the middle of a solo. All right. Anybody know God's timing can be a little bit off sometimes? Uh, can you let me finish the solo? We can get there. 
We're playing, we're rocking. I'm like, yeah, and God's like, yeah, is, is this it? Not because of what I was doing as a musician wasn't fulfilling, but what he was saying is, I have more for your life. And some of you have settled that this is the end, so you're looking for nothing greater because you don't understand God has more for your life. If you knew God, then you could know what he was saying in your heart and in your spirit, and you would not settle for where you are, but you would expect greater. Trying to let you know. He said, is this it? I said, I guess not. And I started a church a year later. I'm telling you, because some of you have mistaken your career for your purpose. All right, point number two. Sorry about that. Whoa. Stepped on somebody's toes. Point number two. All right. Get into God's word every day. Sounds simple enough. The problem is, is that the reason why God's word, I'm, I'm, I'm here today to talk to you, BWI, Baltimore online. I'm here today to let you know the reason why God's word is so boring is because you're seeing God's word through your own lens. You're seeing God's word work out through your own lens. First Peter 2 and 2 says this, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow. Somebody say Grow. Into the full experience of salvation, cry out for nourishment. The problem that I think that we're having is that our lives feel boring as a Christian. And here's what you say. When I become a Christian, man, I got to give up everything. I got to lose everything. The problem is, is what you were living wasn't even living. You were just existing. If you really got into a life with Christ, what you would understand is that the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. If you understood that the life that you're living is not a life that you've seen before because really all you're doing every day is getting up and repeating the same thing you've seen over and over. If you understood that you were living a life that was by faith and that you were walking by faith, then you would understand a faith life is going to produce a life I've never seen before. The Bible says that what? Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing but what? The word of God. And so if I hear the word of God, I can walk by faith. That's why the enemy keeps you from the Bible and keeps you unenthusiastic because if you started to live out a faith life, you will understand the scripture in which it says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or, or even think according to the power that as at work within us you don't understand the life that you're living is just a mediocre life that God wants to take and do somebody say exceedingly he wants to take you from living average to exceedingly abundantly things that you cannot even think ask or see conjure up in your mind God has somebody say for me it's for me today it's for me tomorrow it's for my family in the future God has something greater on the other side but if I don't know his word I can't live it out in faith if I don't faith I don't know what to do with my life and all I I'll do is live out the life that I keep repeating every day. Somebody's on a hamster wheel that God is trying to break right now. He's trying to intercept your life. Why? Because he says, I have more in store for you today. Can we give God a praise for exceedingly, abundantly, above all? <laughs> Why is he yelling? Because I'm excited. Because you're going to break the cycle 
of the satisfactory life that you've been living. And when you break the cycle of the satisfactory life that you've been living, you know what happens to Union Church? Your friends come in. The folk that you know is crazy, that's going to never trust Jesus. Here's the thing. When they see your crazy tale change, oh, they will know Jesus is real. Because the idea is they know what you used to hunger and thirst for. Because many of them still have that same appetite. Anybody ever been to a place? I know I have. I was sitting down somewhere, and everybody was ordering, like, you know, chicken and waffles. It was a nice deep-fried place. And anybody knows when that menu comes, you are in a pivotal moment of your life where you're making the decision, am I going to go past the salad section or not? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm with you, me and you, man. And I'm looking at that pivotal moment, and we're all sitting, and everybody's ordering. It's like, this is one of the best places ever. Uh, you know, we just want to, this is going to be some good. What do you order, Marcus? Ooh. Ooh. Chicken Caesar salad. Here's the thing that the enemy is going to ask you, are you sure? Chicken Caesar salad. Are you sure? Because she's beautiful, man. All you got to... Nope. Staying home tonight. Are you sure? Because that could be your future husband. I've been single for a long time. Chicken Caesar salad. No dressing. No dressing. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Some of you can't go that hardcore yet like this brother. But as long as you get a salad in. Woo! I didn't respond. I looked, but I didn't respond. They text, but I didn't text back. They called me late night, but I put that thing away. I shut that phone off. I threw it against the wall. Chicken Caesar salad. In the name of Jesus Christ. We got to get there, man. Got to get there. Because some of us, the only way I'm going to eat that salad, I need more dressing. I need two, three. Pour it. I'm going to get to the no dressing, but just pour it right now. I'm going to tell you why. Because some of y'all come into church and y'all are like, man, I'm single and there's some beautiful women, there's some beautiful men in here. Listen, I just want you to keep coming because the word of God is going to change you. And eventually you won't see a soul in here, but God himself for what he wants to do. So what may have been your initial motivation 
you'll forget all about it because your hunger and thirst, it'll change. And every once in a while, I want to get you this. You're going to have a good week. And that's when it's all going to come. What you got to remind yourself is that just because I've looked or I've even eaten one doesn't mean that God doesn't still love me. I want to let you know that. Somebody say point number three. Expose yourself to the move of the Holy Spirit. Expose yourself to the move of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit around you, under you, over top of you. Y'all know what I'm talking about, BWI to You need the, some of us, every time this door opens, you know what you came from. You just need to be in here. Where are you going today? Oh, I'll be in church. How long? All day. I reserve three tickets. Why? Because if I don't get more of this and start to hunger and thirst after it, I will fool myself into believing that I'm good with just nibbles of God. I need to know God for myself. Those of you that are part of union, those of you getting connected into union, you need to know this. You need to be a part of everything. When they say groups, groups. When catalysts come on, glue your eyes to it like you ain't got nothing and reserve a ticket. When Freedom Conference hits, run to it. Whatever it is that God is offering me to break free, I want to break free. Because there's something that the Bible lets us know. It says where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty. God is trying to undo some of your crazy mess before you were in him. He's trying to break open and break free some of the points that are in your life. And he needs a lot of work. Anybody know God got to do a lot of work on me? He got to, he got to unravel some desires I've been licking on. I ate three of them donuts, came back, ate another three. I got to get it out of my system so I don't get caught in the religion of it. And miss the relationship of it. The Bible says this in Psalms 34 and 8. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord, our God, is, somebody say, good. It says, How blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who takes refuge in him. Have you ever been to? to BJ's or Sam's Club before? I know about that. Anybody ever been there when you're hungry? That's the worst time because you're buying everything by the bulk. Like how much cereal? 800 packs. How many people live in your house? Just the two of us. The Bible says, so taste and see that the Lord is good. You may not know all about who God is and you're getting to know him in process, but if you could just taste, you would see. If you could, y'all know they go around with that, that train. Like, you want some? And you walk past, I don't want that. But then you come back down the aisle. Well, what is it? And they start explaining it to you. Pastor Stephen and the whole team here has been explaining to you. There's joy. There's peace. That goes beyond your understanding. There's blessings. There's miracles. There's signs. There's wonders. 
of what God is God is moving all around this place. God is moving. And we're just trying to tell you, just taste and see. Just tell somebody, just taste and see. I promise you, if you would just taste a little bit of what God has in store for you, you would begin to begin to build this hunger and desire for the righteousness of God. And as you build that hunger and desire, you would see God change you daily and daily and daily. Taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know one of the signs of good health is hunger. Because when you're sick, you don't want to eat. Anybody know when you're sick? You, I don't know. You want something? No. It's crackers. In the black community, it's ginger ale. <laughs> ginger ale heals everything. COVID came out. Stack up on ginger ale. <laughs> we got this. Nope. The problem is, is that when you get your appetite back, that's the place that God starts moving. Because you begin to hunger and thirst for him. I believe today that God wants to change your appetite. And he doesn't want to change your appetite so you stay where you are. He wants to change your appetite so that you can have a true and long and powerful relationship with him today I want you to know it's time for you to stay hungry can we pray father we thank you in this place for your presence we thank you for your love we pray today that God we we, we know what's there the enemy reminds us often but father I pray today that we would hunger and thirst for you and I pray in this moment that every heart that is available God that you would fill it with your spirit and power. In Jesus' name, we say amen. 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 If you're in the house today, and I truly believe this, and you're ready to really have this opportunity and moment to trust in who God is in your life, and you're saying today, listen, I don't know all of what I need to do, but I know that I need God. And you've never really connected with church we're not offering you church. We're offering you relationship with God. Or you've been to the place where you walked away from God and church and you said, man, I don't even know if I want to try this. But you're feeling today, I want to make a fresh start, to recommit my life. If that's you, I want you in just every campus to just raise your hand in the place. If that's you. And if you're online, I want you to type in the comment section, I need Jesus. And I want you to repeat this prayer with me. I say this all the time in my church. It's not the prayer that saves you. It's the posture of your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for accepting me just as I am. Forgive me for my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I commit to putting you first in my life. Take control of the throne of my life and make me who you want me to be. In Jesus' name, we say amen. Can you help me celebrate those that have made that decision? God bless you.